Okay, let's get into Parshas Pinchas, Tav Shin Pei. Tav Shin Pei, we are now all back together, Baruch Hashem, all in the same Parsha. And uh, we get it to Pinchas as we start the three weeks. As we hear in Eretz Yisrael, it is already the night of Shavas Batamuz. And uh, the first question that we're going to deal with is, uh, it is interesting that Parshas Pinchas is almost always the first Shabbos in the three weeks. And nothing is coincidental in on, in, the, uh, in the Jewish calendar, everything is uh, spe- uh, specific for the time period, just like we know the uh, Miketz and uh, those types of uh, Parshios are, are related to, to uh, Hanukkah, while uh, these Parshios are somehow you know, related to the uh, time period that we find ourselves in. So the uh, question is, what does Pinchas have to do with uh, this, uh, this time period? Says the... Imre Barach says the Imre Barach. Rabbi Simon quotes from his from uh, a number of sources as as follows. Inyan Masha Karam Parshas Pinchas betkupas bein Hametzarim sheizmana avelas al Chorban beis Migdash nuchalomar beezus Hashem. What is the root? So again, one could give many uh, suggestions, but suggests Rabbi Simon just the beginning of this uh, article of his. One major aspect of the Chorban is, of course, not just the building is not just the loss of Hakravas HaKarbanos, the loss of Hashras HaShchina in the most intense way, but the loss of Torah, the loss of <coughs> the centrality of Torah. Right? We say, every time we daven, Right? There's a chalik of Torah that we're lacking because we don't have a Beis HaMikdash. With a Beis HaMikdash, we would have it back. And, of course, the source of that is the Sanhedrin that we are missing. Right, in Elitzion, the last Kina that we say on Tisha B'Av, the Bittal of the Sanhedrin. Right, the Sanhedrin is the Mikdash. We mourn that. We mourn that we don't have the Sanhedrin, the greatest 71 rabbis of the, of the generation. So what does that have to do with us? Says Rabbi Simon, Pinchas, according to many sources, Kabbalistic, non-Kabbalistic, is somehow connected to Eliyahu Anavi. Pinchas u Eliyahu, whatever that means on some level, we know those two personalities are connected. They were both Kanoim, they both had certain personality traits. Eliyahu is Zohar to be one of the members of the Sanhedrin. We know the Rambam, in the beginning of Mishnah Torah, lists off the from Moshe Rabbeinu, and on the list is Elio Anavi. He's one of the Yoshia Sanhedrin, right? And therefore, Pinchas, Elio, one of the members of the Sanhedrin, that makes us think about something during the three weeks. When we start thinking about tonight, tonight's when we start thinking about the Chorban. Every day we should think about the Chorban, right? Every night, the Gemara says in Brachas, Hashem cries about the Chorban, but at this time of year, we have to really focus on it, what we're missing. Maybe this year it'll be a little easier for us to think about things when, when so much of, of what we've been involved in over the past few months has been a, a, a chesaron of maybe HaKadosh Baruch who has only made his Menacharakim, right? We don't maybe see him as, as clearly as we, as we wish, uh, but you know, maybe it'll be a little easier to us re- to, for us to realize that we're missing and we're lacking, and we need kibbutz Goliath, that we need malchus based David. So much that we're missing because we feel so helpless. So we just need. What do we need? 
Right, what do we need? Right, One of the, my colleagues a couple of months ago sent out a video. He says, it used to be that people thought that we couldn't all come to Eretz Yisrael because of A, B, C, D, and E. It's my job. I could do my job at home now. Right, it's my community. I don't have a community. I'm sitting at home. It's my family. I don't see my family anyway. Right, all these, Kodesh Baruch was telling us maybe that there's only one way to look. So, we start off the three weeks, Parshas Pinchas, which is Elio Anavi, which reminds us that we're missing the Sanhedrin. But it's even a little deeper than that. It's even a little deeper than that. And he explains based on the Grizz. We did this Grizz six or seven years ago, um, inside, so I did not give it to you again, but he quotes it. He quotes from the Briskarov. How are we going to get that back? How are we going to get the Sanhedrin back? Mashiach's going to come, and then they're going to get the 70 greatest, 71 greatest rabbis of the Sanhedrin of the time to get together? Okay, maybe. Remember the Rambam? Right, they say the legend, that why, why is the Rambam buried in Tveria? How did he get there? He died in Egypt. So they say the legend, they put his body on a camel, or on a horse, whatever it was, and it walked all the way from Egypt, all the way to Tveria. But why in Tveria? Because the Rambam writes, that's the last place that the Sanhedrin was. And the Rambam writes in Mishnah Torah, and that's where the Sanhedrin is going to start again. In Tveria. Where it ended off, the Rambam wants to be a member of the Sanhedrin. The greatest rabbanim of the generations know, Ramosha Feinstein, in the biography they write, that when Ramosha Feinstein got dentures towards the end of his life, they made him, they, he made them leave in a couple of teeth. He says, I don't want to be a Balmum Lagabaya Sanhedrin. I want to be able to, to be a member of the Sanhedrin. Worked it out, all the Bali Mumin. Ramosha knew the Bali Mumin. But the, we, we need it, we want it. But how is it going to start again? So there's a magic ingredient. As the Briskarov writes, there needs to be a mesalshelis. There has to be a chain. There has to be a link. You can't just come up with it. There's got to be a link. What's the link? There has to be somebody from the Sanhedrin earlier that's going to come and be masmich and continue the chain. And who's that? Who do we need? There's only one left. There's only one member of the Sanhedrin that's still with us, and that's Elio Anavi. Elio Anavi was one member. Was a member, and we know he never died. He never died, and he's still here. Sometimes he comes Baguf, some stories in the Shas, and sometimes he comes B'neshama, like at every bris, and at every Seder. The Chassam Sofer has a tshuva about that. In the last Chalik, and Chalik Vav, that sometimes he's Baguf, sometimes he's B'neshama, but he's still, he's still around. And therefore, Elio Navi, which is Pinchas. Again, remember, the closest we get to Elio Navi in the Torah is Pinchas. Elio Navi lived later. So the closer we get to Benchas, okay, maybe you could say that Yaakov is spelled above once, and then Bechukosai, okay, so we have a Remez there. But this is the closest we get, so when we start the three, <laughs> the three weeks, and we think about um, Churban, and we think about everything we're supposed to be thinking about, so we daven that Elioh Navi will come back and reinstate the Sanhedrin, the Torah, the centrality of Torah that we're missing, the beauty and the taste, those, those amongst us who don't have as much as love for the Torah, it's because there's a, there's a darkness. And then he quotes something very special. Towards the end of source number two, he quotes that Zmiros, on Motsi Shabbos, we dive in a lot for Eliyahu Anavi. Why? Because the Gemara says Eliyahu Anavi can't come on Shabbos. Because, how's he going to come? What are we going to do? So right after Shabbos, we start davening for Eliyahu Anavi again. That's why all the Zmiros from Malava Malka are all about Eliyahu Anavi. So in the Zemer, we say three names. Eliyahu Navi, Eliyahu Tishbi, Eliyahu Agiladi. Why Dafka those three? Parenthetically, there's a Machlokas we've shown him. Which Shevet was Eliyahu from? 
Not 100% clear. Was he a Kohen? There's a Gemara in Bamitzia. Mashi's a Kohen. Tosfus there. Giladi. Maybe he's from Gud. Right? So, <coughs> unclear. But either way, he's called Eliyahu Navi, Eliyahu Tishvi, Eliyahu Giladi. So he quotes from the Sefer Chazon Lamoed that Eliyahu Navi has three jobs. Three missions. Eliyahu Navi Baal Gimel and Yanim, line 21. It says in Malachi, in the last parak in Nevi'im, Rashi and Tosfus say, The most famous job that he has is to, to announce the Gula. Elio, call Mavaser, Mavaser Viomer, number one. And what, what is that to tell us that Gula is happening? That's Midin Nevuah, that's Elio Anavi. Elio Anavi, because he's going to be the Mavaser of the Gula. As we know at the beginning of Zosah Bracha. Number one. Number two. Ozbeis, what is it? Continue at the end of Malachi. Veheshev levavos albanim, velevbanim alavosam. What does that mean? Heshev, flush and tshuva. He's going to bring everybody back. The Ramam writes at the end of Malachim. How is somebody a muhsak mashiach? If he brings people closer to Hashem. If he brings people closer to Hashem, he helps them do tshuva. That's number two. Hosheya, Yehovah Yoret Tzedek. Right, Elio is going to, number two is going to do, I'm sorry, that's the next one. To Tshuva, number two. Number three, says in Hosea, Ayavo Vyoret Tzedek, there are many Pesukim, in Yeshayahu also. He's going to be our greatest teacher. Elio Anavi, he's going to be such a Chacham. The Gemara, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin, he's going to smell something and know the Emes. Right, Morach Vadoin. Right, he's going to be able to smell it. Smell the truth. Those are the three names. Elio Navi is going to be the master of the Geula. Elio Tishbi, Tishbi we have. What's Tishbi? From the word Shav. Shemeshiv Levi Yisrael, Aviyam Shav Hashemayim. Giladi, we said before, Toshavei Gilad. Yoshe Lishkas Hagazas, the member of the Sanhedrin, the leader of Torah. So the three missions of Elio, Elio Navi, Elio Tishbi, Elio Giladi, every Moti Shabbos when we daven. We should daven that Hashem, we need Torah, we need Shuva, we need Geula. Elio is connected to Pinchas. That's why we also mentioned Pinchas ben Elazar at the beginning of every bris, because Elio Navi is there. That's his code name in the Torah. And that's how we always start off the three weeks at this time of year. And again, remember, many of the Hasidic Sarim talk about how these 21 days are somehow connected to the 21 days between Rosh Hashanah and Oshana Rabbah. It's a parallel. And we daven. We daven for the days when it will be just as celebratory and just as happy these days filled. Okay. Moving right along. That gets us started in a big way. Moving right along. A thought that we mentioned many years ago, but now we're going to add something to it. It's a thought worth repeating as is. But we'll mention it. Perachavav Pasik Tezayin. So we know we have the Shvatim listed again. Another one of the um, census accountings Chavav Tezayin. We're in Shevet God here. B'nei God l'mishpachosam. Svon, Shuni, l'ozni, mishpachas ha'ozni. L'eri, mishpachas ha'eri. L'aron, mishpachas ha'rodi, etc. Rashi. Rashi, l'ozni. Omer ani. I meant to, I did not, uh, I didn't get to do it. I wanted to know how many times in Rashi's commentary on Chumash does Rashi say, Omer ani. I didn't get to uh, search for it, so um, I don't remember. Omerani is a lashon that Yehuda Hanasi uses. Yehuda Hanasi uses this in in um, in in Shas. David Amelach says the words Omerani and Tehillim. But Rashi says here he doesn't seem to be quoting a medrash. Omerani, I say, 
שזו משפחת אצבון. אוזני is the same family as the אצבון family earlier in the, in the Torah. The last time Shevet God was, was, uh, was mentioned, there was an אצבון family instead of an אוזני family. So אצבון is the earlier family. It's the same family, though, says Rashi. That's what I say. I don't know why the name changed. Right? That is Rashi. So it's very unusual. The, the Archaim HaKadosh already mentions. If Rashi wants to quote a Medrash, okay, quote a Medrash and say, I don't understand, I'm not sure. But this, somehow Rashi is saying this himself. Omer Ani. So if he's saying it, he doesn't know why, so how does he know? How does he know? Okay. So a number of years ago, we quoted the Chassam Sofer in the name of the Shlach Kadosh. Amazing. Well, the Chassam Sofer notes that from the Shlach Kadosh, Chazal tell us in Meseches Ksubis, every body part is shaped in a different way, specifically for us to benefit from. Why are fingers shaped like pegs? The first parak of Ksubis said, if I hear something lush and hara, something negative, I can put my fingers in my ears so I don't hear the uh, Dvarim Ra'im into my ears. Says the Shlach Kadosh, Shevet God was next to Ruvain and Shimon that had Dasan Vaviram and the 250 men and Zimri Ben Salu, many Rishayim. So they were etzbone. They put their etzbaz in their fingers, earlier in their ears. Earlier in history, they were etzbone. But now all that is gone. And now it's much safer. So now they could just open up their ears, Uzni. They could just have their ears wide open. And in that way, that's the connection between Etzbon and Uzni. V'yachshav, says the Chassam Sofer, Shekvar nistalku v'nisharu rak tzadikim, alkein heisir etzbo v'nikra Uzni, ozen shomatochachas chayim b'kerev chachamim tolin. Oh, and, and it's not just a coincidence. If we our makadesh, our ears, by using etzbon, then we'll be zochet to ozni, and be zochet to have proper and sanctified hearing. So that we mentioned a number of, a number of years ago, that itself is worth uh, worth repeating. But this year we're going to mention the Arachayim HaKadosh. Who, the Arachayim HaKadosh yard site was Tuesday, Tezvav, says the Arachayim HaKadosh. She first of all quotes Rashi and says, where does Rashi get this from? Omer Ani? It's not in the Medrash Rabbah, it's not in the Tanchuma. What is Rashi saying? Rashi's going to come up with something. He's going to quote it, and that's the, I have no idea why this is. So don't quote it. Then where do you get it from? And he even quotes the Tanchuma, that there was a family at Spone that were, that died out because of the Znus with Bilam. So it's a different family. So why is Rashi saying that? Says the Arachayim HaKadosh, I'll peep shot. I'll peep shot. Let me tell you, I think they were different families. Aye, so what happened? There were many families in all the Shvatim. Only the major family branches were mentioned. There were smaller tributary branches, smaller ones that were also, but they mentioned the main ones. At this time, probably the Etzbone family wasn't anymore, and the Ozni family came onto the scene. So I think that's pshat, says the Arachayim. Minastam hayu b'kol shevet anafim achirim levad me'osam shenivnes mehem ha'mishpacha b'hinagram But they called all of the Shvatim based on the major families. Even if they had a different last name. They called them that. 
Okay, that's what I did the Pshadis. But then he says, I found in a psikta. A psikta, a later measure is put together by some say by the Rishonim. The psikta says, Ozni Zeetzpon. It's the same family. Shene'emar beparshas vayigash. Miloshon Atsis. Atsis in Aramaic is a lashon of to listen, to hear. Hezin. If you hear something, Atsis is to hear. Atsis is like, right, Etzpa. You have the Aleph and the Tzadi. Same, same, same letters there. So the Medr says it's the same name, really. It's just one was more Aramaic and one is Hebrew. It's the same name, it's just a different language. And if this is true, he says, Rashi had Ruach HaKodesh. Not really Ruach HaKodesh, but Rashi was Mechavein. Rashi was Mechavein. He says, I, my hunch tells me that they're the same family. But it's even more than Rashi. Rashi says, you know, I don't know why the name changed. The Medrash explains why the name changed. Rashi didn't have this Medrash, this Psikta Lachora. But this is Rashi. Right? Rashi does not say here like he says in Tetzave, Levi Omer Li, but that's what it sounds like. Omer Ani. And this is the Archaim HaKadosh explaining Rashi. And he said the footnote there also uh, in the uh, the bottom I gave you from the uh, the footnote on the Archaim HaKadosh. Okay. Good. Moving right along. So we have a whole lineage mentioned uh, of all the families. And then we have Benos Tzlafchad. Benos Tzlafchad, five of the most famous women in all of the Torah. Vatikravna, Perachav Zayin. Vatikravna, Benos Tzlafchad, Ben Chefer, Ben Gilad, Ben Machir, Ben Menashe. Lemishpachos, Ben Asher, Ben Yosef. Not too many people in the Torah, or in Tanakh for that matter, get so many generations. Right? Not only their father, grandfather, great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather, great-great-great-grandfather Yosef. That's many generations. And of course, Chazal pick up on, why go all the way back to Yosef? All the way back to Yosef. What does Rashi say? Loma Nemar, Balokfar Nemar, Ben Menashe. You could have stopped that. Five generations. You don't need six generations. Ela Loma Lecha, Yosef, Chibibes Haaretz. Yosef loved Eretz Yisrael. Shneemar, Valisa, Mazas, Mosai. He made them promise, take my bones. Uvenosa, Vichibibes Haaretz. And Yosef's descendants. Loved Eretz Yisrael. That's the message. They yarshined the DNA of Yosef. Yosef loved Eretz Yisrael. The Benoslavchad. We want a chelak. lanu We want a chelak just because we're women. We want a chelak. And then Rashi quotes that they were all tzaddikim bechulu. Answer of Saratska that was nine latora. Do, do they? How do we know that they would? They were mechabavos as ares because they came now and they said, "We want a piece of land. We want a piece of land." Lama yigarashem avinu mitok mishpachto ein lo ben tnalanu achuza betok achayavinu. Give us a give us an achuza. Give us a portion. Says the Azayim Latar, Asher of Saratskin. Is this really a simon that they love Eretz Yisrael? Hargoshes source three. Hargoshes chaviv v'zul leEretz Yisrael rabbo slavchad. It doesn't seem to be such a such a show of love. Why? Think about the context. 
Remember when people said, we want to go back, Lord, Lord, that was in the time of the Miraglim. In year two, all the way back. So, in the face of the Miraglim, if you would say, we want to go to Eretz Yisrael, okay, that shows Chiba Vaaretz. But now everybody else has died out, and they just conquered a bunch of mighty kings, and they're about to go into Eretz Yisrael. You have to be a, a Machabe Vesaaretz to go and say, I want a peace. You see, they're about to go in. Right? Of course you want a peace. They're already talking about it. Which fool won't want a peace? Right, so what? I don't understand, as Rav Sarotskin. This doesn't show anything. They're about to go into Eretz Yisrael. Says the Oznayim Torah. No, no, no. Avomered Miraglim. Kiim Ducha Bacheskas Hayad. Aide Misasim Magefa. The rebellion of the Miraglim, way back, 38 years earlier, Adayin Rishumonika Bakoyeme Nedude Yisoba Midbar. The Roshem was forever. The Roshem of those who rebelled and rejected Eretz Yisrael that never left. And they were still scared. Deep, deep down, they had their spacus. Where do you see that? What, everything is hunky-dory? They're about to go in? What just happened? Aaron Cohen just died. The Ananiah covered. Left, they came back. People are starting to attack them. And what happens? What did Chazal say? They went back, eight Masos. We're going backwards again. Fought and got them back. But think about next week's parsha. Fascinating. We never think about it in this way. They come and they say, you know what? We're going to stay here. We're like this land. What does Moshe tell them? It always strikes us. What does Moshe tell them? You're doing exactly what the Miraglim did. What Miraglim? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What does Moshe say to them? You're causing everybody to be scared. They're going to think you're a coward, that you don't want to... What are you talking about? What's the answer, says Rav Sarotskin? Because still, even at that point, Tashpah of the Miraglim never stopped. There was always something like a Yetzirah. A Yetzirah to reject Eretz Yisrael. Still then. Halotireh. Moshe says to them, this is another Miraglim. Deep down, Moshe saw the root. Moshe saw the root. You, you read the Psukim, you think, what is he talking about? But he says, this is, this is from that Hashpah. You have to go first. Only then Moshe said, okay. So it's still there. So when Benot Slavchad get up and say, we want a chelak, that shows Chiba Haaretz. Because it's never something, move on me'elav, that Jews are going to go. When they came in front of Moshe Aaron, Litzvah chelak, even where they were. And I might add, we might add, and Rosh knows, it's still around Adayom What do you mean, Bayasheni? What Ezra, Nechemyah, you read the Nevi'im, Chagez, Zechariah, Malachi. They said, we're building a base on Migdash. We're building a Migdash. Most Jews said, have a great time. We'll come for Yantif. We'll buy an apartment in Yerushalayim. 
Right? That's what they told the Nevi'im. Chagai Zacharya Malachi. We have to recognize the Hashpah of the Maraglim was still there during Bayesheni, was still there during all the years. But you know what? It takes a Chafetz Chaim, it takes a Vilna Gon to say that we have to overcome. But we have to recognize it's never been move on Me'elav from the time of the Maraglim Adayamazet. It's never move on Me'elav that Eretz Yisrael is the place for the Jews to be. And that we learn from this parsha that there's always going to be Yitz Sahara, and we have to try to do our best to overcome it. To overcome it, to see the positive, to see the beauty, to remind all of Klal Yisrael, to remind each other, to remind ourselves that we have to be like Beno Slavchad. We want to say, We want an Achla too. By the way, it's wonderful to have property and derote in Eretz Yisrael. It's wonderful. That should just be the first step. That should be the first step. Okay. Moving right along. <coughs> Another Pusik that we sometimes read and we like, it like bothers us. Bothers us. Pusik Yud Beis. Chavzayin Yud Beis. Vayomer Hashem El Moshe. Alei El Har Ha'avarimazeh. Hashem says to Moshe, go up on this mountain. Ure'eyes Ha'aretz Hashem Nasati Levnei Yisrael. Take a look at this gorgeous land. Take a look, and guess what, Moshe? Take a look, and then you're going to die. V'ra'isa osa v'ne'esafta elamecha gamata, kasher nesaf aron achicha, kasher marisem pib midbartzin, you messed up. L'hakti sheni b'mayim l'ineim hemiris kadesh midbartzin. Oh, so painful. Every time we read it in a chukas, but the rest of the Torah. So again, Chazal says, always mentioned to make sure that we know this is the only thing that was done wrong. And this is the only reason. Okay. But let's focus on the first Pasuk. Look at it. Why? Did Moshe want to do that? Did that like hell, Moshe? Wasn't that like a tease? You can look. It's like Rachman al-Itzlan. You think about the, uh, often our enemies. You read these stories Right, um, one of the stories that's uh, written in Hasidic Tales of the Holocaust. They came in and they brought this delicious, scrumptious tray of food to the Jews on Yom Kippur. And they say, Fress, Fress! Seeing something and not being able to take part in it is torture. It's terrible. Wahavdil. So what was Hashem doing? Was anything accomplished by Moshe Rabbeinu seeing Eretz Yisrael? Was there something accomplished with that? Says the Eish Tamid. Yeish Lahavin, Ma'inyan Riyazusha, Yiras Haaretz. Halamoshe Bikish Likanes. He wanted to go in. Matoel, see ever, you know, your child says, Can you go out to eat? Can we go out to eat tonight? He's like, Yeah, come on. So we go, and then, like, you stand outside the window and you look at everybody else eating inside. Like, isn't that delicious? Now let's go home. Well, it's a, it's a tease. I'd rather not go. So what's what's going on here? So he quotes two ideas. Two ideas. Maybe three ideas. Based on earlier, but he always expands. First from the Panami office. The Panami office, one of the Rebbeim al-Khassam Sofer. Well, first it's the Panami office that we get in. The Panami office says, Moshe Rabbeinu really davened for two things. Ebra Let me go in and see. And the Medra says, Tfila Osemechza. Half his tefillah was accepted. He said, I want to go in and see. Hashem's like, okay, you'll see. 
Okay, that helps a little bit. If we say that Moshe davened for it, but that just begs the question, why did he daven for it? Why was seeing it something that was significant? <laughs> he wanted to do the, the mitzvos. Remember the Gemara at the end of the first parak in Sota? He wants to do the mitzvos. So what exactly was the tachlis of seeing a portion of Eretz Yisrael? So for that, there are two pshatim he gives. Number one, based on the Nitziv. Says the Nitziv. Says the Nitziv. It's in Dvarim, but he just quotes it. Moshe Rabbeinu recognized, relating to what we said before, earlier, in the first part, She'ikr kavanes Moshe at the bottom. What was Moshe davening for? That he could see it? Mishumailas ha-Torah lahashrish be'eret Yisrael koach ha-Talmud. Kivan she'be'eret Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael... In Eretz Yisrael, one second. Moshe Rabbeinu, by looking into Eretz Yisrael, wanted to accomplish something. What do you want to accomplish? Moshe was the source of Torah. Zichru Torah's Moshe Avdi. By looking into Eretz Yisrael, Moshe put a koach of Torah into Eretz Yisrael. That's the Nitziv. The Nitziv relates everything to Torah. No matter what the context, and Nitziv says, Torah. The Mishkan for seven days, they had to learn. And then everything, Nitziv is always connected to Torah. So that's what he does here too. He wanted to look in because that could give the power. Avira de Eretz Yisrael Machkim. Because Moshe saw the air. Moshe was able to connect. Kivan Shabbat Eretz Yisrael, Yosem Mesugam Eretz Ha'am, and Mein Chachma. Kechachma's Eretz Yisrael, turning over. Fosifu Bishmo. Right, if Moshe would have been, would have come in, this many Sfarim say, and built a base of English, it would never have been Nechrav, because he was an Ishalokim. But that's number one. Re'iyah into Eretz Yisrael to give it the power of Torah. And he accomplished that. But then he says, Odi Eishlomar. Then the Eish Tamid says himself, another pshat, says the Gemara in Boa Basra, Amar of Yehuda Mashmuel, Kol Shereva Gadosh Baruch Hu, L'Moshe Chayev Meiser. Wow. Everything that Hashem, every area that Hashem showed Moshe, that's Eretz Yisrael and Chayiv and Shumas and Maestris. And Tosfis says, Yosarayelo Linkodes at Tchumin. What about the Tchumin and Masay? B'sham Mavur. So Tosfis says, Why don't we just give the borders? But what do you see from there? Moshe's Re'iya accomplished something halachically. It started the mitzvot somehow. What does that mean? Not not in a, a full halachic sense. But the start of the process, Moshe Rabbeinu's seeing was the beginning of the kibush. Maybe you want to, or I should say, the continuation. Avram Avinu, right, was Maisa Avos. He walked across the Ark of Rachba. That's about Basra Dafkuf. But now, this is the start. This wasn't Stama looking. So Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to start the halachic process. And that's why he wanted to look at it. And he says this helps us answer even a Rashi. At the end of the Torah, Rashi says, Lamar, all the way at the end, the Paraglamadalid, Lakach Erisiyalachab. Right, Rashi quotes there. So, he could, so he, uh, Moshe could go to Avram Yisrael and Yaakov and say, I was Mekayim the Shvu, and I bring him into Eretz Yisrael. That's why he showed it to him. What do you mean he showed it to him? He wasn't Mekayim the Shvu yet. He was about to be Mekayim the Shvua. How can Moshe tell, go tell Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov that he was Mekayim the Shvua? Because once he saw it, that started the Kibush already. 
once he saw it, it was the ready of the process. You can't go further. But he says, to say to the Avos, it must be that the Kibush started, and therefore it already accomplished something. Okay. There's so much in Pinchas. Pinchas is like Baloscha. There's so many different separate topics. We have Beno Slavchad. We have Moshe Rabbeinu seeing Eretz Yisrael. Now we have Moshe Rabbeinu asking Hashem to appoint a leader. Right? The Balaturim points out the only time there's a Pasuk like this. Chavzayin Tezvav. Vaidaber Moshe el Hashem Lemar. Wow. Right? The Balaturim says, Ain Pasuk Acher Kazeb HaTorah. There's nothing ever like this. Vayomer, Vaidaber Moshe el Hashem Lemar. Moshe calls the meeting. Moshe calls the meeting. Okay, but what does Hashem, what, and what does he say? Yifkod Hashem, okay, Ruchaz Chalbasar Ishalaida. Hashem should appoint, Hashem, okay, Arucha should appoint someone on the, on the sheep, on the, on the congregation, Asher Yetzi Lefneim, Asher Yavo Lefneim, that will lead them, Asher Yotziim, Asher Yeviim, they shouldn't be like an Eida, Katzon Asher Yim Lehem Roeh. Rav Schwab points out a interesting stira that we don't always catch. One Pasuk to the next. So, First, by Dabrash Moshe Hashem, right? Moshe says to Hashem this unique pasuk. What does Rashi say? Lohodia Shivchan Shel Tzadikim, the amazing quality of Tzadikim. Shek Shiniftarim Mina Olam Manichan Sarachan Voskim Sarachet Zibur. Moshe was just told he was going to die. Hashem says, "Go up the mountain, see Eretz Yisrael, then you're going to die." What does Moshe turn around and say? Hey, who's going to be the leader? So you see, the great Tzadikim, they don't want to worry about them. They don't worry about themselves. They worry about the Am. That's pasuk. Tezvav. Now Pasik Tezayin. Hashem should appoint Peter. What does Rashi say? Kiva Tashama Moshe Shamalakamakom Tenachla Slavkala Benosav. Right after Hashem told him, give the Benot Slavcha their Nachla. Omar Higia Shah Shaetva Tsurachai. Oh okay, I have to ask my I have to ask for my Khalik. Shayershu Banai is Gudulasi. I want my children to, to be Yarshin me. Amalakarish Barakhu Lokakh also Makshaval Fanai. Sorry. Kedayu Yoshua, Litos Kharshimusho. Shlomash Mitocha Oel, Notzer Teina, Yochal Perya. Say Yasser Schwab, it's two psukim in a row. Pasik Tezvav, oh, Tadikim only worry about the Am. They don't worry about themselves. The very next Pasik, Moshe said, it's time for me to worry about myself. Number one. Number two, also an unusual Lashon, which I think in the back of our minds bothers us. What does Moshe say? Higia Shosh Etvatsrachai. That I will be toveya my needs. Sheyirshu banai es gedula si. My gedula doesn't sound Moshe like. What does it mean, my gedula? What's going on here? Right, Moshe was ultimate, the ultimate leader. So says Rav Schwab, skipping the first paragraph, but he, that's where he quotes the stira. Venire, of course, the first pasuk is the ikker, and that's the background. The Nereh, Moshe Rabbeinu was totally only interested in the needs of the Am. But what did he recognize by Beno Salafchad? What did he recognize? Rav Amaisa Shal Beno Salafchad Davrashu Al-Tiv'i. With Beno Salafchad, he saw something that was not natural. Shara, Sha'af Sheikar Yerusha Irak Babanim Zacharin, he saw that even though technically Yerusha goes through male children for whatever reason, but that's their law, 
Harinosim and Hashemayim, Ruach Zachor, Slavonis, Malcolm Shein Ben. But all of a sudden, daughters get it, but they don't get it for themselves. They get it in lieu of the sons. And how did Moshe know that? Or how do we know that? That that's how Moshe thought? What does Hashem say? Nason titain lahem. Lahem? Lahem. Why lahem? Betoch achei avihem. Avihem? That's male. It should be avihen. No, Moshe realized there's there's a koach of Yerusha that should have gone to the boys, but are going to the girls, but it's because they're really in place of. It's not really theirs, but they are, so to speak, the custodians. The Benot Slavchad were the custodians of their father, of their would-be brothers. So what does Moshe think to himself? Moshe thinks, I'm, I'm the world's greatest leader, but it's, but it's not me. It's not me. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me a gift. Hashem gave me a gift in order to help Klal Yisrael. Well, if it's not me, I'm just the container. I'm just the, the body that the Ruach Hashem is in. So then he's worried about the Am. So he says, you know what? My kids. That's generally how Yerusha works. Right? The Rav and the continuation talks about Yerusha and Rabbanus and any type of, of uh, religious position. So Moshe wasn't thinking, that's why he says Gedula, see, it's not his Gedula. He realizes it's Gedula from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But he thinks that just as Bnos Slavchad were just the, conta- the receptacles, that's the word, the receptacles of God's gift of Yerusha, so too he thinks that you know, my children should be their receptacles. And Hashem, so that's why he was thinking about the Am. Hashem answers, no, no, being the leader of the Jewish people is not just about a receptacle. You think, Moshe, that you have nothing to do with it. You think that you just happen to be a body that I put it in. Moshe, you earned it. And you know what? The next generation has earned it too, and that's Yeshua bin Nun. It's not just about a receptacle. Maybe HaKadosh Baruch Hu was telling him implicitly, Moshe, it's not just about, you know, an outside, but it's it's within also, and therefore um, giving him some giving him some credit. And then he continues, but uh, that's what he says on the top, but it's not about anything personal. Okay, two other thoughts for the uh, for the evening. So Moshe continues in the same Pasuk. Let's continue here. This is what we're going to be focusing on now. We're not going to do the Moadim this time. Moshe says they shouldn't be like an Adas Hashem Katzon Asher Ein Lehem Ro'el. Like sheep that do not have for them a Ro'el, a shepherd. And here the Lekatov quotes from the Kohelas Yitzchak. Why does the Pasuk say Katzon Asher Ein Lehem Ro'el? It could have just said it shorter. Kitzon, Asher Ein Kitzon, Beli Roeh. Madua lo kitzer Moshe Rabbeinu. Belashon of Lomar, Belotia Adas Hashem. Kitzon, Beli Roeh. Mamash Moshe Dosevas, Asher Ein Lohem Roeh. What do you mean, Asher Lohem Roeh? So he explains two types of shepherds. There's one type of shepherd that's guarding his own sheep. It's kind of ironic how he says it. You could have said the opposite, but this is how he says it. He has his own sheep, and he guards them, and he takes care of them, and he makes sure that they're safe. But then there's another type of shepherd. That's a shomachina. He's guarding the sheep because he cares about the sheep. 
and he wants them to be protected. He's not in it for the money. The first shepherd, it's his own sheep, and therefore he cares about it because this is his parnasa. The second one, Ashomer Chinam, he watches the sheep because he cares about the sheep. And he wants to make sure the sheep are taken care of. There are different types of leaders amongst the Am. There are leaders that do it for a job. You have to make a living. Got to do something. So I might as well be a teacher or a rabbi or a spiritual leader. Might as well. But there are those that are in it because they care about the people that they're shepherding. And that's, don't give them kitzon asher ein lahem ro'eh. They need a ro'eh for them. They need a ro'eh that takes care of them. They need a ro'eh that's in it. Not because they have to, but because they want to. And they appreciate their God's representative in this world. And he quotes a story on the next page of the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim, there was a Talmud of the Chavetz Chaim that Rahman al had a terrible, terrible illness. And he went to the Chavetz Chaim. It's all quoted here in source number nine. And the Chavetz Chaim asked, what should I do? The Chavetz Chaim says, you know what? I'll tell you something, but it's a secret and you can never tell anybody else this secret. Give me your word. Okay, give me your word. Okay, go to the next town. There's a certain tzaddik there. Ask him for a bracha. Ask him for a bracha. He says, that's my secret. So he goes, ask him for a bracha. And lo and behold, over the next couple of weeks, he gets better. Unbelievable. The Chavaz Chaim, secret, this man, amazing. Okay, years and years later, more than 20 years later, this, a relative, the gis, of this student has the same mysterious illness and they can't figure it out and they try everything. Until finally his wife says, "New, no, how do you get better? He's like, I can't. The Chavaz Chaim says, I can't say. And after pushing and pushing, it's she says, I get, it's after 20 years. I'm sure the Chavaz Chaim wouldn't care, wouldn't want. And he tells him and he goes... Right, his wife and gives him his malu tikva. Ulaiti azu as lachasan zvan katzor lachem ikan hechel hargishra who nifal maod varmalishos shalovlin so amir lachavetz chaim. He goes. He doesn't see it's working. So he goes to the chavetz chaim and he goes back. And the chavetz chaim was very old at the time. The chavetz chaim walks in and he starts apologizing to the chavetz. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I I said it was over 20 years. The chavetz chaim says to him, he says, I wish I could give you the same secret today, but I can't. He says, what do you mean? He says, 20 years ago, when I told you to go ask for a bracha, after you left, I fasted for 40 days. So you would have a refuah. He says, I, I don't have the co-op to do that anymore. I don't have the co-op to do that. That's what a Rebbe does for a Talmud. That's what a leader does for someone they care about. And they even hide the bracha. Yeah, go to so-and-so. It's because of that rabbi's bracha. That was the Chafetz Chaim, his Abbas Yisrael. His Ava for each person in Yisrael. Not just one, but each one. And that's a Roeh that has sown. Not just stamped sown. But that's a Roeh that has sown. And finally, Moshe Rabbeinu is told to choose Yoshua. And what does he do? Hashem says, take Yoshua. The Samach says, Yad put your hands on him. Yadcha Allah. What does he do? Vedasata mehotcha. Vafnei Allah zara koin yamod. Vayath Moshe kashir siva shoh osoh. Vayikachaz Yeshua vayimadeh lafnei Allah zara koin. Vayisbochaz yadav alav. 
Vayitzavehu. Right, Rashi, Yadav, Ba'ayin Yafe. Two hands. Yoser, Vyosim, Rashi, Nistave. More than he was commanded. Shakurish Barchu, Amar Lovasvachte, is Yadcha. Huasa, Beshte Yadav, Vasoka, Klima, Levagadish. Two hands. One of the most beautiful pieces, that's a subjective uh, opinion. One of the most beautiful pieces in Rav Salvechik's writings. Here it's in Misaras Arab. It's a compilation of a couple of his uh, articles. Is a thought on this <coughs> a thought on this pasuk, where Moshe Rabbeinu puts his two hands. What are the two hands of Moshe Rabbeinu? Says Rav Salvechik, there are two Misoras that Moshe Rabbeinu was given to Yoshua, and that every Rebbe and every parent has to give to their children, their students, and that is the tradition of Torah learning and lamdus, the intellect, the information, the Torah, the Chachma. That's number one, and number two is the experiential and the emotional and the feelings. Those are the two hands that Moshe put on Yoshua. One can know the entire Masechah Shabbos and still not know what Shabbos is. To truly know what Shabbos is, one has to spend time in a Yiddish home. Even in those, and here's a famous line that he has, if you know it, if not, we'll make it famous. Even in those neighborhoods made up of predominantly religious Jews, today one can no longer talk of the sanctity of Shabbos. True, there are Jews in America who observe Shabbos, but there are no Erev Shabbos Jews who go out to greet the Shabbos with beating hearts and pulsating souls. They observe the precepts with their hands, feet, and mouths. But there are few indeed who truly know the meaning of service of the heart. And he quotes from his youth when he used to be in a Chabad town, and he quotes the feelings that they had and the experiences that they had. He said there was a Hasidish Ashtibol not far from where they lived in Warsaw, there was a Majish Shtibel used to go for Shalashudis. They used to sing B'nei Hechala. It occurred to me that they weren't singing because they wanted to sing. They were singing because they didn't want to allow Shabbos to leave. I remember an encounter in a Shtibel as a small child. One of the men was singing most enthusiastically with his kapata of more holes than material. Approached me and asked if I recognized him. He was Yankel the Porter. I knew him as Yankel the Porter. Ordinary shabby clothing. I could not imagine that an individual of such regal bearing could be the same person. But here he wore a kapata and a strimal, because he was Yankel the Prince. And on Mosi Shabbos, I asked him, when's Myriv? And he said to me, do you miss the weekday so much, you can't wait till when Myriv is? You're rushing to get Yimechol back. And he explains again, he writes this in uh, Ishalacha also, he could tell he could tell his students, Rav Salvechik said, I, I, I had so much success of giving my mind to my students, but I don't know about my heart. He could pass on about the Kapar of Yom Kippur, but the feeling that it was like with Reb Chaim on Yom Kippur saying, Vidu, gasping for air, Vanachna Hershanu, gasping for breath. He says, I cannot impart this. It has to be lived. But that's what Moshe gave to Yoshua. And that's what we have to try to give. And we give that not through words. There's so much we try to give to our children and to our grandchildren and to our students. But that's all part one, what we say but what we do and how we feel and the memories and how we daven and what gives us simcha and what takes away our simcha. That's the second Mesorah that Moshe gave Yoshua and that's the second Mesorah that we have to try to give all of our, all of our progeny and all of those who we come in contact with. So this is the Shabbos Pinchas Elio. We start thinking about the base of Migdash, and we also think about the Mesorah. We think about the transmission to the next generation. Yiratzon, that Hakadosh Baruch will bring us Elio Anavi, all three: Elio Anavi, Elio Atishvi, Elio Hageladi, 
and we're zocha to be able to hear the Mavaser very soon and make this Shabbos Betamuz, as the Pasuk in Zechariah says, make this Shabbos Betamuz into a Yom Simcha, a Yom Moed, Vimhei Rav Yameinu.